0: Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at ThriveCosmetics.com slash Thrive. That's ThriveCosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash Thrive for 20% off your first order.
1: Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more? Welcome to Table Read Podcast where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this, talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine.
2: what's good everybody this is a new episode of the greatest podcast in the world the all dickiest- <laughs> what is it? oh yeah fight, fight us, us fight us fight us. us you hear that john favreau i'm kidding i'm a huge fan um but ira madison you no, i'm kidding also huge fan um uh Michelle Bouteau, fuck you, no I'm kidding, no. huge fans of I take all, it all of back. you, I take, it, I take all back. it all back, I won't, I feel Michelle. like I can get some licks in on all of them, but anyway, no. welcome to the All Dick is Trash podcast, the podcast about sex, relationships, the Patreon, the Patreon, the patriarchy, and all things in between. Um, we don't have a Patreon yet, but I will always accept money, hit that cash uh, up, hit that cash up. ugh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Well I'm in the studio with AKA Isel Lay's biggest chola. Ay, mommy. Aye, mommy. ay. Racista. The- <laughs> uh, I'm also wearing like,
3: a Selena sweater.
2: Yeah, she's always wearing a Selena sweater. Honestly so you know how bloods and crips will always wear like blue or red um candy was always in selena gear all the time <laughs> she revs her set heavy for the chicanas out no. there the chicanx when, you,
3: uh, when you're a white latina you have to try so much harder for stop, people to notice. barely stop
2: it stop. you are not nobody's white latina thank you <laughs> You're not. what is it um but you do have a huge hoop earring that says spig in it and i'm so upset right now that you're just i'm kidding she doesn't um
3: i did have some hoop earrings i said sugar mother but i'm sorry i'll stop
2: you know what's beautiful about being an afro latina that i really just started to embrace is that i really will choose when i'm black and when i'm latina so like a lot of you know um like i'll you know people will be like oh you're latino it's like no excuse me i'm black like i'm both but then um a lot of old black people are voting for joe biden but a lot of latinos are voting for bernie and i'm like i'm <laughs> latina 100 honey <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god
3: i tried doing that with mexican and salvadorians but like no one gives a <laughs> no shit
2: about either sh- of us <laughs> or tortillas <laughs> bitch choose you want
3: to you want to jump the wall from el salvador to mexico or Mexico yeah. to the u.s let's get political, bitch. Yes. No one wants you. <laughs> i always take it too
2: far uh you know what and that's that's okay because uh here at the all dick is trash it's a matriarchy and the matriarchy is about boundaries (laughs) dj DJ. so uh, to get us started we're gonna do a trash dick of the week uh and trash tick of the week. Some of you, I've gotten a lot. First of all, thank you all for listening. Yes. Um, these, these are the first re- episodes we're recording since we uh launched, and I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks for all the great feedback and for all the bad feedback. I say, Fuck you, okay? We're working Come fight on me. it. We're working on it, bitch. Me. Why you want to approach two Latinas? So, anyway, trash tick of the week, candy. And I feel like people are gonna start getting worried, and you should be. But the tragic of the week goes to my neighbors. Wah, wah, wah. I've been knowing that shit. My neighbors fucking suck. My ne—I so I share a wall with this, um, gay couple, and it used to be this one guy. He had an—he had a boyfriend, and the boyfriend moved out, and then he got a new boyfriend, and the new boyfriend's this ratchet ass Latino guy, Ooh. and they. Just the fucking trifecta. First of all, the original resident wants to be on Broadway. He's a belter. He just sings all day. And then for some audition, you know, he uses the apartment like a rehearsal space. So it's all day. Last night I was watching TV and at 1030 at night, he started fucking belting shit. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then 11 and whatever. So that's not, you know, and then it's not enough that he belts Broadway. He also... um. Starts tap dancing. He he got he picked up tap dancing, Ugh. so
3: are the same ones that like were major drug users.
2: No, that girl died. (laughs) That (laughs) girl girl did. That girl did OD and die. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they probably do drugs, but they, yeah. Yeah, I know this building. I really need to move. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They smoke weed every day, though. Like every day. And you can hear because they're just like, (laughs) (laughs) like coughing. They're not not even good. And they just, they just cough all the fucking, all fucking day. And then this is the crazy part. All of that is fine. But then they started having these fights these crazy, crazy fights that are honestly triggering for my childhood <laughs> Of like these crazy blowout fights. They sound like they're about to get violent, and sure. then it, it's like I'll be watching something, and they're so loud, and I can hear it so clearly that I just pause what I'm watching. I'm like, okay, what the fuck's happening now? Okay, so one of them, and the, I'm telling you all their business because I know all their business because they won't shut the fuck up, and I'm putting it out on a podcast. One of them went on Valentine's Day. <laughs> funny. 'Cause they were took too long to get ready and they couldn't go out. It's like I don't even want to go out anymore. Then wow. another one's like, uh, I saw your phone. I saw what you had in your phone. And then the other one's it's it's honestly like a a gay drama podcast like mm. like audio play that I'm hearing listening. They like, have
3: sorry they have like underground tapes of this old couple that used to fight that got passed around the 80s and 90s that are exactly the same thing yeah
2: Mm -hmm. like i'm sure i could probably record it and then like it'll be probably a lot more interesting because they're oh well what the like you went through my phone you were looking for shit it's like i don't need attention from another man like you do and all this Mm -hmm. stuff and then like and then like they these blowout fights was like you need to get out of this house no you need to move out it's like i'm not moving like terrible terrible toxic shit and then literally like not even the next day they're like um not even the next day they'll be like trying to fuck in the n- living room and he's like i'm hard why are you doing and then they start fighting again because it's like i was just like um i want to die <laughs> uh so they suck and you know what it's like okay i get it everyone has tough moments and they're obviously going through a lot but it's just like the idea of not being considerate of your neighbors, knowing that your neighbors can hear you, not giving a fuck, um, is just so rude. It's so disrespectful, and it's truly trash behavior. So that's why, on top of my landlord, these guys get trash dick of the week. You trash. You trash. So now it's time for a trash dick confession.
3: Ooh, that I'm not reading anymore, so no one can accuse it of me. Yeah,
2: you, every uh, if you listen to the to the real fans,
3: <laughs> the last one was actually me. So <laughs> now it's awkward.
2: <laughs> to the real fans, I um, yeah. To the real fans, every single trash disconfection was candy.
3: No, One <laughs> to day I tell you all my trash? The one once I'm married, so my boyfriend can't leave me. Yeah,
2: no. <laughs> Um, so I, I, so we were, we were about to record and I, I posted on, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I said, DM me your trash to confessions. And I got this from this person. Um, and she's, you know, a, a really nice woman. <laughs> and she said, a dude asked me what my favorite position was. And I said, your head between my thighs. And he said, no, like sex position. And then he didn't go down on me. He came. I did not. He tried to hang out again. I did not. Yep. What's the verdict of that?
3: Um mm, He's very trash. Ah uh, yeah, definitely
2: direct, trash. But
3: like also just not a good listener. Like I'm I'm super I don't did, how does he not did he thought they were gonna wrestle like did someone teach him how to wrestle that way i'm so confused
2: i think maybe he learned like his definition of sex are things that only feel good for him uh mm-hmm. and only things that will pleasure him and if it pleasures someone else it's not sex then it's a sin yeah and then it's a sin and it's sinful um so probably in You know, probably in his definite, you know, and probably the broader definition, he might be a virgin because he's never had, he's never done anything sexual that will pleasure anyone else.
3: And then she gave him the sweetest over-the-pants HJ he's ever had. Oh my god, (laughs) over-the-pants
2: HJ, kill me, fucking.
3: OPHJs all day.
2: OPHJ, yeah, no, of course. And then of course he's like, "Well, that was great. Let's do it again. (laughs) Let's do it." They're always like that, and it's just like, wow uh and it's like no not like me eating you out like actually sex like <laughs> what, what a piece of shit and it doesn't matter because so you didn't cool. even come uh, uh trash it's... well that's just you know i'll dig trash what can we say um but you know who's not trash candy oh do tell uh our guest today elise morales i'm so excited to have her she is so funny we used to be do you know how me and elise like started working together no uh we were in i get this we were in an interactive play about the chilean mind collapse <gasps> <laughs> this was her yeah we were Great. in it was deep down dark down deep <laughs> and it was a it was a, a comedic play um was we're, we're immersive where the entire audience got hard hats and um we were like all miners, and uh you know yeah then they got to explore and at least did like a a hacky stand-up thing and i was the virgin and i was a virgin in the mine. and i was like i can't leave here without losing my virginity like <laughs> i can't die a virgin um it was great, so yeah, that's how me and Elisa, <laughs> and you know, she's really killing it. Yeah. She has her roast teenage self. You're gonna hear all about her and this thing, but yeah. Uh, anything else about anything that we brought up? Any trash dick things in your life, Candy? What's going on with you? Um,
3: just people who don't wash their hands. Yeah, so many nasty people in the world. Like you just. Ah, like Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, wash those hands. Mm -hmm. Don't spit on me. Don't share my shit. Mm. Although me and Millie shared a super. Yeah, I
2: definitely gave coronavirus. I and then Candy was like, because I coughed a little bit at the restaurant, and Candy was like, "Ill, you have coronavirus." And I'm like, "Look, I only just made out with four Italian guys (laughs) when I was in Europe. That does not mean I have coronavirus." Uh. Can I tell you though? Um, this isn't trash, Dick per se, but. I like to, you know, I'm gonna go there. I like to hook up with people when I go, when I go out of town, um, you know, even just kissing or like having sex. Like it's my little souvenir for myself. Yeah, um, just like all the
3: chlamydia you brought back.
2: <laughs> hey, so I was at this, I was at this like club thing. No, I feel like this is a trash dick story. Oh, my
3: God. Are you the trash? Is that why you're not sharing it?
2: No. I'll share it on the next episode, actually. So you got to tune in to the next episode because I'll share this story because it's really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, we have our guest today, which is none other than Cuban Pete, Elise <laughs> Morales. <laughs> A.K.A. Elise Navidad on Twitter and... Uh, at Pandalise at um Instagram, Instagram. at mm-hmm. IG. Uh so let's just go through your credentials. Yes. Okay. We got DJ, DJ. Back. Okay. Um we got Originally from Glendale, moved to North Virginia when she was 12 and attended the University of Delaware.
4: Blue hands, baby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Moved your graduation to move to New York, missed your graduation to move to New York Uh, Was a theater kid in high school Because of course Started improv with the group The Rubber Chickens in college Mm -hmm, Classic Currently the writer of the Betches Sup newsletter And co-host of the Betches Sup podcast Written for Flex Magazine Reductress, Above Average Pure Wow, Betches and more Creator of the Roast of Your Teenage Self because it's no longer 15. He mm-hmm. just teenage, changed. Has appeared in Hulu's Difficult People. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Late Night with Seth Meyers and The Chris Gethard Show. Is the voice for Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez on Showtime's Art Cartoon President and probably um, Tuning, tuning out, out the News.
4: news. Yes, which is coming out on CBS All Access.
2: Yes. And you performed stand-up at PotterCon. <laughs> I did. I
4: did.
2: And um, you're self-described a serial monogamous <laughs>
4: that is true and that's your from greatest credit my biggest
2: credit of all <laughs> locking in those relationships baby <laughs> um so yeah that's your background anything else to add honestly uh, can thank I f- candy haro for that intense
4: Honestly, I feel like you got everything in there. Uh, even PotterCon, which <laughs> R.I.P. shut down by Warner Brothers. Oh, really?
2: Mm-hmm. They will see
4: yeah, you know, here's the thing is that Warner Brothers needs more money. And yeah, no, they no, do they not did. have enough. Yeah. And if you do anything, if you make money on anything that they could have been making money on, that's actually wrong to them. Yeah. And that is hurtful to them as a giant, so it's just giant co- company. Where was it? It toured around. The most fun ones were in New York, of course. But it toured around for a while, and it was honestly so fun. But yeah, because
2: you're okay. You are a Harry Potter. I am fan. A fan
4: Harry, Harry Potter, Potter adult. Fan. Yeah. A Harry
2: Potter adult.
4: One of the most maligned groups on social media. <laughs> I can't was- live my damn life.
2: <laughs> I feel like Disney adults are because, like, I feel like Disney adults are really shamed. Mm-hmm. But Harry Potter adults, I'm kind of. I'm definitely, like, neutral. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Harry Potter adult, but I'm not not a Harry Potter adult. I do think... Yeah,
4: it's been a tough time for us. I do feel like I really... I really dodged a bullet by not getting a Harry Potter tattoo uh, in my yeah? life cuz there was a period of time <laughs> where you were where going I- to oh. I know you were going oh, to Oh, I absolutely considered it. I wanted to get a golden snitch on my ankle, but then I I was I was too poor and then like the backlash came and I was like, "Oh, thank God. Now I can just like silently live my Harry Potter life and
2: get kicked out of <laughs> That's my favorite story. Um,
4: uh, I was, yeah, um, I did go to see Cursed Child, which um, I got free tickets to because it's like thousand, it's a thousand dollars to see it. So I just, I like to make sure everyone knows that I'm not wealthy and I was given free tickets to see this show. Um, and I had my marijuana confiscated while going in, which I didn't think was possible. It brought marijuana to many Broadway shows before, never. they just, Usually they just look in your bag to make sure you don't have a gun. And then this guy going full, opening all my little pockets and then he finds a nugget of weed and he holds it up and I'm like, there's a baby dressed as an owl sitting next to me. I'm like, "Can we? are we doing this?
2: <laughs> that guy's a fucking narc.
4: Yeah, I'm like, I hope you're happy. There's a three hour intermission in this shit. I'm not allowed to have a nugget of weed. <laughs> he threw it away too, right? I. He threw it in the trash. I was like, you don't even have the decency to take it for yourself.
2: He's going to get it later.
4: Yeah, I'm sure that as soon as I walked away, he was like, whoop, and just slipped that in his pocket, which I hope he did, because it's really sad to see a beautiful nugget of weed go to waste in that way.
2: At Harry Potter... I mean, listen, if... Okay, like, there are some people who should be able to do drugs, right? People are like, I can't believe Justin Bieber or is doing coke or Bruno Mars. I don't want to live in a world where Justin Bieber or Bruno Mars can't do coke. I agree 100%. and And then also... I don't want to live in a world where somebody can't go to see Harry Potter, and then do and then smoke some weed and go back. So I know.
4: <laughs> I, I now in the, during the intermission because I did the one where you see it like both in a row. Yeah. Um, I'm just wandering the streets of Times Square. Nothing oh my to God, do.
2: Crazy. Because, hi. to
4: eat a $100 meal and just get kind
2: of yeah, know. around. Hi, Times Square can be at least a little funny.
4: Yeah. you know. Then but- I could have gone into the M&M store and mm-hmm. been like... <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh. Honestly, M&M store, right? Okay. New York City, most visited uh city in the country. Mm-hmm. This is my tour guide stuff. Mm-hmm. M&M store most most so new york bu- um, busiest city in America, most of it is most tourist in the mem- in mm-hmm. america m and store most visited place in new york city <gasps> m and store is the most popular tourist destination of America wow <laughs> speaking of they're opening a Harry potter store in you, Times square oh God. some sort of theme oh store
4: which i will
2: go you to will, you will and go. some <laughs> point Okay, because I feel like, okay, I'm not a Harry Potter adult at all, but um, so how do you feel about read the statements online, read any other book? Um, When people tell the Harry Potter adults, like, please read another book.
4: Number one, I have, and I didn't like them as much. <laughs> I have read another book. I actually read a lot of other books. I did a big scan of books, and I like this one. <laughs> Number two I'm sorry for having A connection To the most iconic Children's series Of our lifetime Fuck me I guess For enjoying something From my childhood What a dumb dumb I am For taking
2: comfort all right, well, thank you for coming on. I
4: try- <laughs> no, I'm on my soapbox screaming about Harry Potter.
2: <laughs> Yo, like the look. I I can't wait for us to get a GoPro so that you can <laughs> see the the look that Elise's face. She was so Curious. pissed. <laughs> Furious. She was going to speak to the manager yeah. of the world.
3: <laughs> the amount of neck and bobbing yeah. was insane. Was the cu- was
2: the Cuban only comes out of the least when she talks about <laughs> Harry Potter. Yes.
4: Yes. I went full barb on the most recent episode of The Bachelor. I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, that.
2: Uh, I know what a Barb is. Pilot, well, Pilot oh, Barb? Pete's, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Pilot Pete's I you Cuban meant, like, mom. Mina- oh, she's, he's Cuban? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. He's I got He's exactly watch. the
4: amount of Cuban that I am, so I felt represented. In so, that, like, damn. he clearly doesn't speak Spanish, but he stirred Ropa Vieja for, like, one second in one episode and was like, I'm Cuban. Oh, my
2: fucking god. <laughs>
4: and I was like, that represents me. And he, <laughs> 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 um, but his Cuban mom was on the finale. Oh, so that and, makes sense to
2: why she was crying. And does home.
4: not like the girl he picks. She prefers so the other Madison. girl. He picks Madison, but... But one that she was like... Cuban mom prefers
2: Hannah Ann. But Madison was the one that's like, you can't fuck anyone else. Yeah. Honestly, okay? I don't want to live in a world where you're humiliating yourself for like three months on TV and you can't fuck people I, in the fantasy suites.
4: I know. there's a, there's There's like a a phenomenon with the bachelor where like one person is saying something that's actually reasonable in the world of real dating, but completely unreasonable in the world of the bachelor. Of course he gets to fuck the other girls at fantasy suites.
2: Yeah. Of Of course course he does. That's the point. Yeah. Do, Do you know what fantasy suites are? Uh, So, basically, the bachelors is, like... Probably start out with, like, 20 or 30 women. And then every week he eliminates and eliminates. And they'll go on, like, two-on-one dates, one-on-one, whatever. And then the top three, they basically go on a vacation together. Mm -hmm. And then usually, each like basically they have their own separate room each girl so then night one he'll spend the whole day and night with one girl Mm -hmm. and then night two will spend the whole day and night so then basically um, but yeah that's basically where all the fucking happens like they don't say it and
4: it is like semi explicitly talked about. Yeah. That like they, they don't fuck say the we fucked, but I've, like
3: it's like, oh last night was so f- I've you know. seen Love Island where like they, they have like the night cameras and then you're just like everyone's fucking now. So
4: Netflix. you don't, don't it's not do as it. sleazy as that. Like no. they'll usually do like like at the end, they're like, he's like, "Will you spend the night with me?" And she's like, "Yes." And then they do like an artful of them sitting on the bed and kissing, and then like the door closes. The door closes,
2: yeah. So and it'll up- be a
4: plot point. Like there was one girl, Raven, who famously said that she had never had an orgasm. And then after Fantasy Suites, they did a whole montage of her like walking in front of like geysers and stuff, <laughs> and being like, "I have an orgasm." Oh my god! Oh my god! And then when Colton so was a virgin, the Virgin Bachelor, it was like, "Will he fuck on Fantasy Suites?" And did he? He said no. Okay. Um, and then this one, she was like, she was the last one to go on the fantasy suite and she was like by the way if you fucked anyone in fantasy suites i would be mad and he was like well i already did yeah and my whole mess re- my whole reason for becoming the bachelor is that i had sex with the previous bachelorette in a windmill four times that yeah. was his claim to fame so it's <laughs> yeah like- he
2: did because because she's like i fucked four times and jesus still loves me yeah because <laughs> <laughs> another guy was like you can't fuck anyone else or yeah. I'm not gonna and then she's like, Well, I did fuck someone else. I fucked someone four times and went in a windmill. Yeah, and she sent his ass home, which I'm, is right.
4: But Peter couldn't deal with that, and his mom didn't his mom did not like that. She was like, Peter needs to be able to do whatever he's gonna do. Yeah,
2: well <laughs> to a fault, Cuban and all Latina moms will fucking like be like, look, I know my mo- my son cheats on everyone and is terrible to women, mm-hmm. but that's my baby.
4: Yeah. Like, that was like, that was basically it. She was like well, Peter's lifestyle, he's partying. And, like, yeah. she was like, You gotta let him party. Yeah. And then she was really mad that they showed up late, which to meet them, which I'm like, I think that's a production issue, not Madison's fault. But she was like going in on Peter's new girl, and they were fighting on TV, and she was like, well, You yeah. were late and rude and all this stuff. And I was like, This is the most Cuban thing I've seen on well, television. When yeah. did she cry? I saw her crying, but I don't know why. She cried a lot, starting the from mom or the, Oh, the mom. the mom. The mom. The mom also cried a lot. Oh. She cried. Um, just kind of I guess just from beginning to end of her appearances. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, What the specific entire reason did time- she cry? And I was like, No, she was crying actually the entire time. <laughs>
2: I guess, like, Betches, you have to watch The Bachelor to I Betches. I started
4: watching because of Betches, and then now I'm, like, in the universe of it.
2: You know what? For me, I because I watched when, with Rachel Lindsay, and yes. honestly, when you watch a thing, like, when you start with the season from the beginning, you're I'm like, I get it. Yes. I get why people do the fantasy, like, leagues. Mm-hmm. I get how, like, people get into the fandom, but, like... I just can't do the, the whiteness, the white, no, oh. just like, honestly, when, yeah. so then when they chose the next Bachelor, and he was a white guy, and then everyone was, and then just started being white all over again, or like, you know, white passing, Yes. like, it was just hard for me, because I'm like, they all look the same, blah, 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 like, can we get a Latina or an Asian girl or something, you know, um, yeah. And then, yeah, then it just like kind of like took it out, took it out for me. They tried to be diverse for like one second, and then be- with Rachel Lindsay's
4: yeah. season, and then backtracked it on, and like in an insane way. Fun fact about Rachel Lindsay: uh-huh. so on the season that she was on before of The Bachelor with Nick Vile, where she was chosen, uh-huh. she made it to fantasy suites, and. Rachel Lindsay and Nick Vial did not fuck on fantasy suites because her fantasy suite was filmed the day Trump was elected. And she Ooh. got really drunk and went to sleep. Because <laughs> Rachel Lindsay was like, no, what the
2: hell? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, tough. I know.
3: Ugh. Aren't they making like a... Um- a retirement home bachelor. They are
4: making an old person bachelor and they are making one, one, one with about, a 38 year old woman. So the next bachelor it is 38, but that is separate from the one that's actually like baby boomer bachelorette. Which
2: yeah. I feel like I will be really interested. In I'm interested that. in that.
4: And <laughs> then there is a th- another new show <laughs> where every it's the bachelor, but everyone's a musician and they also have to um play music, play sounds- music together no, no and, no, and no. in the in the preview no. one of the guys is like it's a real life a star is born and i'm like have you seen the no. end of a star is born. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, dude, right? I don't think
2: I don't think like the takeaway from that is like this is a healthy relationship that we want to have. Yeah, like. I know, Jesus. Like I think um, you're confused. Yeah, I can't wait to meet the love of my life so I can piss on stage while she gets the Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Um you know and uh, so I went to Hawaii last year mm-hmm. and I was watching TV. So I stayed with my friends um parents and I watched TV, Japanese TV with them. Mm-hmm. They're like they get the the special cable that they can get channels from Japan and there was a there was a dating show that uh had it was like a single mom and her daughter and or like single mom and two daughters or single mom and it was but she was like like older she was like in her 40s or maybe even early 50s -hmm. and her daughter was a teenager and basically like it was a dating show between two guys, or they had all these applicants. It was a local TV station, too, so it was really cool. It was, like, a local TV station, like, people in their town. And then... um, So then it was, like, two guys, and then it's, like, one guy in his, 50- in his 50s who was just, like, never got married. Mm-hmm. And another guy who's, like, recently divorced, or his wife died and has another daughter. And then you see them go on dates and stuff. And, like, it was really cool to see. It wasn't, like, about and then it was another thing. It was like, it wasn't even about like who she had the connection more. Cause she had the, the connection more with this one guy, but the other guy with the daughter, like their daughters got along and she's like, I always wanted a sister and all this stuff. And like this, the daughters were acting up when she <laughs> went on the date with the other guy. And like, so she, that like affected the choice too. And I'm like, see, this is interesting. Yeah. And like this, is, and you know, the dates were like, kind of like group family dates too. Like yeah. one took one guy took the daughters to the carnival and the other guy, they had like a romantic date, you know? So I'm like also. Him.
4: I do find it more interesting when it's like, no, this is a real person who's trying to incorporate this person into a into real life, life, not like a, an aspiring influencer who yeah. kind of will do whatever. Like yeah. even with Love Is Blind,
2: which I did watch, really, yeah, I um, But Mar- I watch Married at First Sight, and it's just so much better. But I'll tell but you, but so
4: Love Is Blind, it's like it all. All of the contestants are hot.
2: Yeah. Like
4: put some real fucking people in there yeah. and let's do a real experiment. You yeah. know what I mean? Like so, put some like not traditionally extremely hot people yeah. in there and actually do this for yeah. real.
2: Um to see if love is blind. Yeah, and I think too, you know, yeah, love is blind is strange. But what I like about Murder at First Sight mm-hmm. first is that they start they meet each other at the altar and then it follows them two months after like two months into it and then <coughs> They're expertly matched. Mm-hmm. So like you see like these, like, you know, these psychologists, therapists, whatever will match these people on things that they say. Like they're like, oh, I care about this. I care about that. And then when you see it in, you're like seeing it all unfold and you see in reality that like, oh, you're not as like open minded and flexible as you think yeah. you are or like, oh, you want to incorporate. You say that you're ready for marriage, but marriage means you can't go out every night with your boys. Yeah. Like you have you, you stay home and you enjoy your, you know, your wife. <clears throat> so and then like it just also so you, you like see the self-sabotage unfold yeah. in a different way you know and then you see them like two so then last night unmarried at first sight there's like this one guy yeah i know and then we'll get into the question no no
3: no you're good um I'm-
2: last time last night sorry let me get
3: i'm more interested in the assets so uh, like i'll ask you that later
2: <laughs> but um last night i married so that basically they you you get married and like your family meets each other, whatever. You have a wedding, they send you on a honeymoon for a week. That's when, the, and you know, that's when a lot of the couples like will actually mm-hmm. fuck after a week. And then, like, those problems, and they're literally in a honeymoon phase. Then they move in, they have to move into a neutral apartment. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then they have all these challenges or whatever. So, one guy is like immediately off the bat was like, Oh, I'm not attracted to her. I'm not attracted to her. I don't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. blah. <clears throat> and he keeps putting up this wall whatever and then um, they she moves into the apartment by herself he's like I'm not ready to move in with you and blah blah, blah. and she's like so do you want to end this because like you're wasting my time but i yeah. like no we're getting there and he's like he's like kind of like dangling false hope and then last night you find out that he met her friend at the wedding and has been secretly <gasps> texting her friend oh, her really good friend and then she I'll dick trash. all <laughs> dick is trash all dick is trash all dick is trash oh my but I'm like this is so much better than love is blind yeah I mean that <laughs> is better than love is blind <laughs> And then, and then she's like, um, so when was – you've been texting her? And he's like, yeah, well, we were talking about you. And then she calls her friend. She's like, it wasn't just about you. You know, it was kind of like – and then she she was like, when was the last time you – talked?" you know, the stories weren't lining up. That's so.
4: wild.
3: <laughs> I know. Is there anything about them getting, like, prenups? Or, like, are they actually legally married? They're legally married. So?
2: They're legally married. I don't think – Um, and they do talk about income because, like, sometimes the women will make more money than the men. And, yeah. like – it's crazy, too, because, like, th- this one couple, like, you know, the w- the girl was, like, really, like, a boss-ass bitch and she makes a lot of money. But then when they're like, okay, let's talk about, like, dividing up the bills, she's like, well, the man has to pay more. Like I keep my money, in, but your money goes to the house, and then he he's like, "What?" Like I'll help, you know what I mean. And then she's like, yeah. "No, like." So it's just like crazy to see that kind of stuff.
4: Well, one of my favorite love is blind moments is when Jessica, the thirty-four year old successful oh, woman, goes over to Mark, the twenty-four year old fitness bed? instructor's yeah. house, and she's just looking around, and it's like, yeah, it's a twenty-four year old man's house. He has a brown bed, and she at one point she's like wow, you have a lot of video game consoles. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, he's 24. Yeah. Oh my.
2: But also, too, it's Atlanta. So they're like, yeah, I live in a small apartment. It's like a three know, bedroom house to themselves. It's like a gorgeous mountainous like region. I'm like, what the fuck? I know. Okay. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. Elise. Yes. This is the All Dick is Trash podcast. Indeed. I want to hear, do you think All Dick is Trash? You don't have to say yes but I will beat your ass, I'm
4: kidding. <laughs> I think that a lot of dick is trash, Um, but I am currently engaged to someone whose dick I would say is not trash.
2: And it doesn't have to, it's not like really the yes. dick, but it's like. No, I know, yeah, like, yeah.
4: like his, I I would say that my fiance is not trash, okay. but that I waded through a lot of trash Yes. to find said fiance, yes. and he might be the only instance of not trash in my many monogamous relationships. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah, you wade through a lot and, and, and also he's a he's a little older too. So I he feel is. like if had you met him years before he would have
4: been trashed one hundred percent. Oh my yeah. god, when I hear stories about his like his life in his twenties, I'm like I'm very glad I met you yeah, in your well, you mid thirties. Yeah. Like
2: you better, but be, yeah, mid thirties exactly. Yeah, so it's like a lot of a lot of times they're trash. I mean, not you know. So again, not all day, mm-hmm. but like a, most of it, and a lot of it just needs time to cook. Like that's what you say. You need time to cook. <laughs> yes, you need to like marinate out and like chill out. You know, and then when you get they get older, they like. Sorry, yes, hopefully there so, are others, Not all the time, yeah. Because exactly. he's
4: not the first older guy I have dated, and that dick was trash too. yeah. so yeah, so, yeah. So, some of the trashiest dick actually that I encountered <laughs> was, was, older was older, but this one no.
2: So, why don't you tell me about the most trash experience you've had, trash dick experience? And it doesn't have to necessarily be sexual. It could be like mm-hmm. any any like shitty experience you had, maybe with the.
4: Okay, guy. one of my favorite like bad date experiences. Cause I have, I, I'm kind of pulled in two directions. One is like a very long shitty relationship that I was in where like we were constantly breaking up and getting back together. And like just all the traditional fuck boy behavior was experienced. But I went on, when I first moved to the city, I went on an okay Cupid date. Because yes. Tinder wasn't even yes. like, a- we a weren't thing. even swiping yet. Yeah. So I go on this okay Cupid date with a guy I get to the date. Okay, he has a lazy eye. That's fine, but it's not really what I was looking for at that time. And also, you can't really tell that from the picture. So I was alarmed. Yeah, <laughs> I okay. was like, okay, whatever. But I'm going to continue the date. I'm yeah, not going to like get gonna, up like, and yeah. be like, begone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So we go on the date. Uh. And this guy, I can just—he has the air of like a guy who just thinks he's like the smartest person in the world. And we're talking, whatever the conversations very it's a lot of him trying to describe to me all of his classes and how smart he is and how he's getting a master's and stuff and I'm like right, whatever and at one point in the conversation I referenced The Great Gatsby because like that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio was out and I oh, God. made a reference to that film and he goes oh you've read Fitzgerald
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes I went to high school in the United States truly I
4: was like yeah I passed the 11th grade my dude yeah yeah, I'm familiar with Fitzgerald
2: (laughs) yeah oh my god so
4: I immediately I was like okay but more than the lazy eye I was like I should actually get up and leave the date at this moment (laughs) but I continued because I'm 23 and I don't know how to advocate for myself you know what I mean (laughs) I don't know how to be like, absolutely not, and just leave. (laughs) So I, um, I stay and then at the end of the date I'm like, okay, I have to get away from him as quickly as possible because he's definitely gonna try to kiss me. So <laughs> I I start doing the like no kiss body language. So we have What's like a, a no-kiss
2: body language. I mean we um, can like the, the listeners can't see. Uh it, just but. like tensed up, trying to
4: keep like a one foot yeah. uh yeah. perimeter, moving my face rapidly around so can, <laughs> <laughs> it's not in one place for yeah, long yeah, enough yeah, for beginning. Yeah. So we have the worst hug ever, and I like, because I'm like trying to stay as far away from him during the hug so he can't like sneak one in. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, bye. And he goes, hey, I'm pats me on the shoulder and he goes, lazy eye man. I don't usually call people after these things,
2: but uh, I'm gonna call you. <laughs> Oh my God.
4: <laughs> was he wearing a fedora while he was saying that? Uh, that's an excellent question. Not surprisingly, not wearing a fedora, but full fedora energy. No, that yeah. is f- absolute
2: fedora energy. Fedora energy, 100%.
4: And I, um, I blocked his number immediately. I don't know if he texted <laughs> me back or not, but I was like, that was horrible
2: that's so funny um oh my god yeah
4: and then i also just had a guy one time who pouted so hard about having to put a condom on that i made him go home oh god i Mm -hmm. remember that it was raining and i was like actually you can leave (laughs) because at that point i was 27 and i was advocating for myself so i was like actually you can be out yeah gosh like yeah pouting pouting sad a sad face a sad face, and I'm like looking at him, and I'm looking at his dick, and I'm just like, just go it's home. Not- yeah, go home. Actually, yeah, you're probably
2: not even gonna make me come. Like, yeah, it's totally fine. He was
4: also one of those guys, and this is like an epidemic that I want to speak to on the podcast. But it's in- important, yeah.
2: Um, I'm someone
4: who like. Getting eaten out is something that I do kind of later in the relationship mm. uh, because I feel like a lot of guys don't do it right. I end up getting bored. It kind of like... I like I need to be at a later stage in my relationship for that to come into play because that is what i found works for me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times in a first hookup, guy a guy's like, I want to do this. And I'm like, eh, actually, let's skip it for now because, again, I'm advocating for myself. Mm-hmm. I know what the fuck I want. And there's a... There is a moment. It's basically a test that I put out to every hookup guy. If he either hears that and accepts that and we can go on to have all the fun sex that we were going to have. Or if I can see like proverbial like sunglasses descending from the sky and him just being like, game on. I'm going to be the one who makes you like it. And like they can't accept that I'm just like, I don't want you to do it right now. If we are successful, then we can do it later.
2: Um. So just anyone who's like interested in me, like that is not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening mm-hmm. to this and you're interested, that is never my no, I've well for me, I'm okay skipping it. It's just like it's this whole thing of like like I'm okay skipping it with a new hookup. Mm-hmm. Um, but then don't ask me to do it to do, it, sure. to do it to you. But yeah. if if you want it, then you gotta do it.
4: Yeah. Oh, but, I agree with yeah, that one hundred percent.
2: I'm not, but also but I, skipping it is fine. It's not as fun for me, you know? Yeah. You,
4: for me, it's just like, I have a like, I'm one of these girls who has like a very particular set of things that need yeah, to happen. Yeah. And in a first hookup, I'm just not going to be able to do the coaching yeah. with you. I need to get to know you. Yeah, we need yeah. to have like a fun time without me having to be like, okay, rotate 45 degrees. Yeah. And like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, no, I'm not going to go, yeah. I can't go through this with you. Yeah, that's so fair. So believe me when I tell you that we will have a great time and we yeah. can actually skip this mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, I get it. So yeah, yeah. Skipping it. Um, <laughs> Skipping it's fine. But then please, like, do not ask me.
4: Believe me, it'll come into play later.
2: Yeah. Like, once to, we're in
4: a different place and I'm like, okay, now yeah. I know that you can I know you know how to receive instructions. Let's yeah. let's add this. And then it's kind of fun. Slide because to it's the like- left. <laughs> <Yeah. Criss-cross. laughs> Everybody clap <Coffee>? your hands. <laughs> um and then it's kind of fun because it's like we've been doing all this other stuff and I'm like, now let's add in yeah. this new thing. And it yeah. kind of like, I don't know, it keeps it keeps the thing spicy yeah. and fresh for mm-hmm. a while. Um, because I keep it spicy and fresh.
2: <laughs> okay, so you put a pepper in your preside. yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I insert
2: a pepper. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, I saw that Harry Potter that you're mm-hmm. listening to. Yep. Yes, indeed. Um, so what are some red flags you've chosen to ignore in the past?
4: Okay, well, I have ignored that red flag that I just laid out and I would just let them go and then be like, oh, my God, amazing. I love that. (laughs) I love when you
3: don't respect
4: me. I love when you don't. I also, I find it a red flag when someone, when a guy immediately is like, also, I'm bad at texting. Like, also, I'm not going to hit you back ever. And I'm not going to answer my phone. And like, you have to you have to deal with that. Yeah. You know, because I do get that there are people who are bad at texting. But what I have found is that the people who are genuinely bad at texting, but also want to make an effort with you, will just make an effort with you. Yeah,
2: they'll just text you like two days later. Yeah. And like
4: or and like. You know, whatever. There, Danny, my fiance, was not great at texting because when we started dating, he had a flip phone and had to press the number a bunch of times to like <laughs> to like send one text. You guys started dating?
2: You guys started dating like what? Three years ago? Four yes. years ago?
4: Oh, there's no reason for him yeah. to have had, such, uh, <laughs> yeah. to
2: have had the phone not, that he had. I don't want the listeners to think you met him in 2007. No, no. This was.
4: It was actually in a. Um, it ended up causing a problem where there there was a day early on where his <clears throat> phone just stopped sending or re- receiving text messages, and both of us thought the other one was ghosting. Oh my because god! Because I was texting him and being like, "Oh my god, Dan! He just disappeared out of yeah. nowhere. He was supposed to come over, he didn't show up, and has not answered me for 24 hours. Like, yeah. I can't believe this is happening." Yeah, and he thought I was doing the same because his flip phone. Was no longer sending or receiving <laughs> messages. Uh, so that is a problem. But I have found that people who like preliminarily are like, oh, by the way, like I don't fuck with my phone and like I'm not good at texting. What they actually mean is like, don't expect anything from me. Yeah. Don't expect respect from yeah. me or for me to like answer you and I'm gonna. Or like
2: consider you at all.
4: Yeah, like I'm gonna play games with you. Because I have a friend right now who's dating a dude that has a flip phone situation, but he very diligently will like message her whenever he actually is on her phone and like makes goes out of his way to make specific plans with her Yeah, and he's like let's hang out on Thursday and so even though he can't text with her throughout the day she has the peace of mind to be like okay but when he does have his phone he does reach out to me yeah I just think I think it all depends on how you roll things out too. Like,
2: like how is social media of you roll out? <laughs> yeah,
4: I think it's just there's a branding issue. Uh-huh. Yeah. You have for to sure. think about how you're being perceived. And I feel like when someone comes out super hardcore and is like, I'm not gonna text you. I'm not looking for anything. Yeah, Don't expect you. anything of me. So it's then like, why okay, am I so even you, talking to you? Right. It's like, okay, so what like you're an asshole, and I can yeah. tell. If someone's like, hey, I really enjoyed this day. I usually like to take things slow at the beginning. That's different. Yeah. You know, that's like some, that's like, it's also, again, the rollout a yeah. little bit where. Well, also,
2: too, me personally, that's something I'd like grown. I'm like, I don't really like to text, like, all day, yeah. like I can chat a little bit, but I mostly, you know, and, and you know, like a check in. But I'm not gonna be like, hey, good morning, blah blah. blah. What are you doing uh-huh. now? What are you doing now? I'm that's just not me. I'm like, hey, what's up? How are you? How was your day? Whatever. Okay, let's meet next week or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, it's not even, like, this whole, I, yeah. yeah.
4: I feel, and I feel like a lot of those disclaimers, too, ha, the the subtext is them being like, so I know you're already in love with me. Yeah, and but, it's like, <laughs> and it's I'm like,
2: totally very not.
4: Yeah, it's like, okay, I actually was just telling my friends the date was okay. Yeah, <laughs> And
2: it's like, <laughs> like yeah. I was
4: actually just telling my friends that, like, it wasn't that great, but, oh, sure.
2: Yeah, this one, I, I went on a date a few weeks ago, and um the guy... The guy was just like, you know, not like he was all right. And I was also I did like 50 things that day, too. So I was like pretty tired. So like just the energy wasn't there. But I'm like, you know, he was nice. So I'll Uh probably give him a chance. But I don't know. I don't feel anything with him. But he was just like. He texted me after he's like, hey, I don't feel anything for you. I don't I don't think we have a connection. I think we're more like friends, whatever. Best of luck with your life. I don't think we should see each other. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like if you would have never texted me like. I, yeah. yeah, it's just like I I hate ghosting. I hate when people don't give discla- like don't say important things. But at the same time, it's like there's a certain level of human decency. Yeah, where you could like, be- I'm like. And I do feel like dude,
4: do you the first date is like a trial. You know, and I do think there's, like, you can kind of mutually agree. I don't consider it ghosting if you both kind of mutually agree not to hit each other up after the first date. It's not ghosting. You know what I mean? Like, if you just kind of walked away and we're like, whatever, and you don't hit him up, there's really no reason for him to hit you up and be like, hey, here are all the reasons why you don't go on a second date. It's like, just wait and see if they text you and then say you don't want to go on a second date if that's the case. But I feel like, I just feel like people... Like the first date should really be this very low pressure, chill thing. Yeah. And if neither of you end up contacting the other one afterward, cool. You were both on the same page. It was whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But like some, I don't know. People, I think that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it went on this way before online dating, but I do feel like, like, People think they need to like get out in front of so much yeah, when it's just one just, date. It's like chill out. Yeah.
2: Everyone's just trying to avoid getting hurt mm-hmm. and hurting people or like, but, or, or having tough situations. But that's just part of life. Like, yeah. And the more you try to get out in front, you look like an asshole.
4: Right. Like, dating means you're going to end up in awkward situations. You might have to have some weird conversations you wouldn't normally have. Like, that's just part of it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you can't. Um, you can't preempt that by just being like fucking insane
2: at the yeah. start of the relationship. <laughs> yeah. And that's so many people. Yes. Well, those are red flags. Mm-hmm. All right. So with you know, if you don't want to name names or name mm-hmm. venue or whatever, mm-hmm. that's fine. But what has been your most trash experience in comedy?
4: Oh, my most trash experience in comedy, and it does it have to be dating related or just no, no,
2: no, 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 like like the venues. I mean, you know, like then I know one hundred (laughs) percent,
4: absolutely. I can't even wait to get into it. Um, so. My show, The Roast of Your Teenage Self, Uh which I I just had to cancel my most recent LA date because Uh. of what's going on. So I think that doing the roast in LA is cursed now. But the first time I went to do The Roast of Your 15-Year-Old Self in LA, I did it at a venue that is well used by people on... I see people hosting shows there all the time, and I say, interesting. So (laughs) this venue... My show requires like a projector setup and all this yeah. stuff. So for like a week, I'm trying to get in touch with the venue about ticket sales and the projector setup, and they're literally ghosting me. They're not answering yeah. any of my emails. Finally, so I'm const- I'm I'm not just waiting. I'm like every couple of days, I'm emailing them, be like checking in on this, checking in on this. Yeah. Finally, the day before the show.
2: Oh my god.
4: This um, someone who works at the venue is like, Hey, I received all of your emails, and I'm like, Cool, thanks. Yeah, tells me, all, tells me stuff about the projector where I'm like, okay, great. It would have been a great to know this. They didn't have like cords to set it up or whatever. So I had to like run to Best yeah. Buy in LA and like try to get the right yeah. cords and stuff because the information that I was asking them for that I needed, yeah. I didn't get until the day of the show. Then he's also, I'm like, I had been checking on ticket sales. And he goes, we're sold out. And I'm like, oh, my God, amazing. I get so excited. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, because L- you are
2: don't I'm live in LA. in L.A. I know, yeah. I don't live
4: in L.A. It's hard to sell out a show on yeah. the West Coast where I'm like, when I'm in New York, I have all of these press contacts I know about to like get yeah. my show written up and stuff. So I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I post on Instagram that the show is sold out. And I get some messages that are like, oh, man, we were going to come, but like it's sold out. And I was like, yeah, there might be some tickets at the door, but who knows, whatever. I, I don't really know. Uh, I post everywhere that it's sold out. Right. I get to the venue and I see I'm like, it's I I check in and I'm like, it's so awesome. The show is sold out. And they're like, what? And I'm like, the show is sold out. You guys emailed me this morning to say the show is sold out. And they're like, oh, no, that's actually Kate Berlant's show that's right before you. Bitch. And I'm just like, what? And they're like, yeah, it's not sold out. Now we're 20 minutes before the show. And I'm like. And I'm like, so how many tickets did he sell? And they're like, 10. Oh
2: my God. And I
4: had turned all of these fucking people
2: away. Away.
4: Now I was getting all these messages from people who wanted to come who didn't think that they could fucking come. So now I'm frantically trying to message them, be like, actually, you can come. And And we ended up-20
2: minutes in LA too. So it's like they're not gonna gonna come. And it's 10
4: PM, so like they're not gonna come. So we ended up, luckily, some people did come to the door. So we ended up with like probably a half full show, but I didn't make the money that I would have made if it was fucking sold out. Yeah. And I looked really stupid because yeah. I had posted, I mean, I didn't like update the social media. I just took down the post that said it was sold out, but yeah. I looked stupid to like these performers that I invited. And I was like, yeah. by the way, the show sold out. And then I had to be like, Actually, um the venue lied uh, and it wasn't. Um, but it's still gonna be a fun show and I just felt like
2: Yeah. It made
4: me feel insane. Yeah. So we uh we were not gonna do it there again. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: But now the show is canceled because of coronavirus, so truly a curse upon the LA roast oh at my this God. point. That was my that was the thing where I like I feel like for the most part I haven't gotten I haven't I don't have any like grudges but that venue I will never fuck with that venue ever again.
2: That does suck and like venues in general like people who run venues are crazy or they don't answer you, whatever but like there has something about like an LA venue that like scares me so much like that kind of like whatever attitude like yes. laid back yes. chill LA attitude
3: yeah i've ever heard
2: like yeah.
4: oh that's oh that's not you yeah i'm like I, i'm what just like fuck? what especially after not answering any of my emails and then like taking a snarky tone with me in the response email. Yeah, it's like
2: in New York, you have to, you know, yeah, yeah, you check in, you check in until they say something, right? And that's like, and you also, know? I'm
4: asking this question because it's actually a vital part of yeah, the show. Yeah, you're not the being show, annoying. The show cannot go on if the projector doesn't work because the whole show is people showing pictures of themselves at 15. So yeah. if you can't tell me what your projector setup is, we cannot do the show. Yeah. So it was just, I was like, fuck them forever, man. Damn. Yeah, that was the worst. <laughs> that oh, and then bad. I will say my other trash experience in comedy is that. Is that I was cut out of the last episode of Broad City, which I did not find out until I watched the episode with my mom and
2: my sister. Oh, my God. And I remember you had to sign up for SAG for that. I
4: did have to sign up for SAG for that. So, so I had you, to take out a loan even... for $3,000. So I made negative $2,500 on that job.
2: Yeah, so you made <laughs> negative $2,500 yeah. on and that not- job. And you didn't even come up on. So can you say you were on Broad City if they cut out your your piece? You're
4: technically not supposed to put it on anything because like you can't prove it. And then also that episode featured all of these cool up and coming comedians. And the whole next day I watched all these people be like, oh, my God, it was so cool to see this person on Broad City, knowing that I had like shot an entire scene with Abby and Alana where I had lines and did all this stuff and it was not in it. And I was just like, so I got to like watch the the praise I could have gotten rolling on social media while also trying to like explain to my mom and sister that like, oh yeah, this happens. So now oh I don't tell people God. shit yeah. about what, I, what I've filmed or booked yeah. or anything. Until I don't say after. a goddamn yeah. thing about it until, until I after.
2: see it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm.
4: And that was right after I had booked a part on High Maintenance, where the shot they used of my one line was of the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> oh so, wait, that's me. That's the back of my yeah, head. Yeah. It, like I was like, I was ready to watch that and be like, Oh, it'll be funny. I'll get the one screenshot of my face and be like, It was fun to say a line on High Maintenance. No, nope. bitch. No. That's so
2: funny. <laughs> I think you should still post it. Like
4: one yeah. day, maybe I will be like. I didn't. I didn't say this, but here's a shot of the back of my head, no, no, and you can kind
2: of see that it's my hair. <laughs> I think. I think you should. I say fuck it. Mm-hmm. Oh man,
4: I got my period on my in my costume on that shoot. God.
2: What was your costume?
4: White overalls. No, <laughs> that's how you're like. Even, Get this period yeah, bitch out of here. They were like, she got her period on my, her costume. We're using the back of her head. Oh my god, idiot damn yeah and honestly now that i'm thinking about it all three of those things happened within like six months of each other yeah. so that was that was a low i would say a low
2: time oh, the, for the least. the roast high maintenance hunniness.
4: and then the roast high maintenance happened then the roast thing happened and then broad city happened it was like all three months apart kind of so in a nine month period it was like literally just like getting punched
2: <laughs> from nowhere no, i've listened i've gotten so many gut punches even this week that i'm like fuck I know
4: it sucks so much because it's like all three of those things. Where like, (laughs) even when you succeed, Mm -hmm. they can fucking take it from you. Like you don't have shit, anything, yeah. Until you see it come out, until it's done, and the money is in your hand, you don't have
2: anything. anything. And like honestly, yeah, like you know, people ask, you know, people ask or people say, "Oh my god, you're doing so," and it's just like. Dude, these gut punches, like, and you can't talk, you can't post about them. No. You can't talk about it because then you sound bitter. So you just have to, like, keep it inside. Right? I was, you know, like.
4: It took everything that Broad City Day not to post
2: anything anything. about
4: it. Because I had pictures from set. Yeah. I had pictures of the call sheet. Yeah. Like, fucking Amy Poehler was there that day. Like, it was a whole crazy thing that I was like, oh, when it comes out, I'll get to, like post all this cool stuff and then it didn't come out so I was like, there's actually no way for me to post it without looking, looking crazy, petty and weird. Yeah. So I was just like, <sighs> well, I'll just save these photos on my phone and keep it to myself. Uh... I really thought that it was gonna come out because um the part that I had, I was like repping their friends. I was selling them juice, and I was like, all all of the stuff was for their friends' juice company. And they yeah. kept telling me about like, this is our friends' company.
2: So like, you're repping their company in so, real in real life. Yes, like so, it was their real life friends. Yes, juice company. it was their
4: real life friends' real life juice company. So I was like, well, they're not gonna cut out the scene with their friends' juice yeah, they company. They probably didn't get
2: like, but it's probably not you. It's I probably know. like. They didn't get the okay. Yeah, or, or like
4: whatever. It was it was going to be part of like a montage where they're running around the city at the beginning of the episode. And so I was just like, ah, I guess it didn't make it in. I know it had been added to the script last minute. So I think that they probably just took it out. Yeah. Like, Actually, we don't have room for it. But oh. I thought they were going to keep it because of the juice
2: company thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of gut punches, mm-hmm. what's your dream project in comedy? <gasps> Oh, my dream project in or in, in life, but dream project.
4: My dream project would be to like write and star in my own show. Yes, um, that's that's the. What dream. kind of show would it be? Oh, like a fun ensemble comedy. Mm. That would be my dream. Like a like a good place. Parks and mm. Rec, right. like one of those shows where it's like the whole cast seems so fun mm. and um, I really love those like, I mean, she's coming out with a new show now, but like the old school Tina Fey scripts where it's just like joke, 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 yeah, joke, like, I every, love like a 30 Rock script where it's like truly that you don't go 30 seconds without, without a, a, joke. a joke and every character gets to be funny and fun. Like, I would love that. I, I did, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the last season of The Good Place to come to Netflix. But I do. I really love The Good Place.
2: Um, I couldn't get into it, but I guess I got to give it another chance. I will say, yeah, like, I'm wondering, you know, this is just like the analytical side Mm -hmm. of me. As like everybody is kind of stepping away from labels like genderless and like even like relationship labels like genres are kind of like blending too so like there's all these quote unquote comedies but they're really like draw. so yeah it'll be like five minutes without a joke and like not to say and I just like that's kind of an effect I feel like of this cultural shift and not to say that everything is bad or whatever but I do miss like and that's why I really love Tina Fey it's just like it's strictly comedy there might be like like a heartwarming moment but mm-hmm. kind of not really. Like, yeah. Even even Kimmy Schmidt, which like a lot of people have feel some type of way. Kimmy Schmidt was great because it's just like it was about a traumatic thing, but yeah. it's not about it. It's like joke, 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 joke. Like I fucking love that.
4: Yeah, I feel like a show that was able to be like super funny while also doing the heartwarming stuff. Parks and Rec, I think, did a good yeah. job with that, and The Office would do it too. Yeah. Um, I was just talking about how I feel like. When was the last like big blockbuster comedy movie that did well that like everyone
2: saw? Cause I feel like it was Girls Trip. Yeah, movie. that's what, that's exactly what I was saying. But I'm like, am I biased because like, you know, I enjoyed it and it was like a black movie. But I feel like Girl's Trip was like the last comedy, like kind of ensemble thing. Yes. That had a lot of jokes. That
4: was a comedy comedy. Yeah, comedy like, comedy.
2: It had a lot of jokes and it had like heartwarming moments. It was so good. Was Girl's so Trip good. was
4: amazing. but it, so, And that I really do feel like that was the last time there was a big blockbuster comedy that everyone was like, let's all go see this like big movie studio it was obviously i mean they had such famous people in it they yeah. filmed like huge scenes at like the superdome and shit like they yeah. obviously there was money behind this movie yeah. it wasn't some like indie no like oh this movie's funny but it's also like actually about abortion no, and like yeah. and i'm just like where because back in the day when i would go see like super bad yeah in theaters like all the judd apatow movies were like I would go see. Them. I
2: can't even stand comedy though anymore. Like, Girlship Trip was great, but like a lot of this shit now, I'm like, Ugh, I can't. I, I feel like it's in it a out.
4: transitional, weird place right now. Like, I yeah. don't think, I don't think we, the world has figured out how to make a mass market, big bless, blockbuster comedy anymore because the comedy world is split. Yeah, on what comedy even is? You know, like there's so there's so much infighting in the comedy world about like what is and isn't and politically funny correct and, like, and all yeah, that
2: shit, which is lame like
4: i know but i think that people well even like the fucking guy who made the hangover who then made joker was like i can't make the hangover anymore because of pc culture or whatever and it's like
2: you can't do if yeah. you if you can't be funny without being racist or sexist yeah then you're not funny
4: yeah exactly but i feel like I feel like this infighting of the comedy world is why we can't we haven't had like a big blockbuster comedy at in a really long time because no one can agree on like what an audience is actually looking for. They keep trying. I feel like they tried with Blockers to do it.
2: Yeah. Um
4: which was actually funny. I thought blockers, I haven't
2: watched Co- Blockers.
4: That- I thought Blockers was funny, but um I think it suffered from the name. I feel like people are yeah. just like well, whatever.
2: Yeah, and like the, the name and John Cena, everyone's like, oh, this is... You know, I really liked Booksmart.
4: Booksmart was great, but, but I feel it like didn't it has get that anything. indie and energy, too. It was, indie, too. Yeah. And it was then, her first movie. Yeah. Was, yeah.
2: And then, like, it was not marketed, like, like what you saw and then what the movie was, like, was not marketed the yeah. same. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think it could have been a super bad potentially. Yeah.
2: They wanted it super bad. They had his little sister.
4: Yeah, I mean... It it definitely has a female super bad energy to it. Yeah. Like, them trying to go to a party and all that. Like, there's a I, lot of, like, comparisons yeah, to that. Yeah, for sure. Huh. And some really funny scenes and stuff. Like, oh, when they
2: were on drugs, I thought that was the, the funniest thing. And when she starts thing. playing the porn
4: in the car. Oh, and God. And it's, like...
2: <laughs> it is, like, super bad American Pie. And, like, it's just, like, yeah, like, we don't get to see female, you know, women... I know. Like talk about whatever. I know. I
4: feel like there's probably an element to it that's like we don't know how to make the big blockbuster comedy while also including women and people of color. Like we don't yeah. like Hollywood doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. And they're not gonna any movie that would have that, which is where the excitement would be, like the, uh, they're not they're gonna, not gonna give the money to And it.
2: then that's why it has to be indie.
4: Exactly. And I, then that's
2: why these indie things underperform. Millie, we solved it. We did. Millie, we figured out. What so the just issue cast was. me in the next thing yeah. and uh yeah. Um, um, and me, my last name is Morales. Will no. so look
4: great on your little on your little rundown. People won't realize kind of what the actual situation is here. So, do you, so
2: how do you feel about um, the girl, the Knives Out girl, um, Alma mm-hmm. there Arm um, de almost uh, I, I. I thought *Knives she, Out* was good. Yeah, and no, because what, she talked about because she's Cuban, but she's straight from oh, Cuba. Oh, I didn't about, even realize that. I'm usually making my business to know who's know Cuban. who's Cuban? That's what I'm saying. She she did a really good NPR thing about like how she really wants to talk like uh, talk like Cuban artists. That's and, like, awesome. All this stuff and like she didn't even really want to like. Come to America, you know what I mean? So yeah. It's like really interesting to see. That is
4: really interesting because so I went to Cuba last year. With Cuba One. With Cuba One, which was amazing. And if you're listening and you're Cuban, look into Cuba One because they do like basically birthright trips for Cuban people to go and they make them actually really thoughtful and cool. And you meet like actual real Cubans who will tell you what's going on in that country um but there is so much art and so much creativity
2: and i and like, i wonder if that's because people i mean honestly like i wonder if that's because people don't have to worry about healthcare or
4: i think there's an element to it i mean i think there's also an element to it where people are like kind of like i think there's there's a good element to it where it's like yeah they don't have to worry about healthcare and there is like there's like a basic level that's provided for. But also I do think that sometimes people are finding themselves with nothing to do. Yeah. And like, are, there's like a restlessness yeah. Um, that I think a lot of people feel. Cause I did meet a lot of people who were like, I actually just want to start my business. And like, yeah. I would like to like, we met with like a group of women who were like female Cuban entrepreneurs, which is yeah. really interesting. And a lot of them are just trying to start like a gym yeah. or a yoga studio. And they're like, I really wish that I could have this in my life as like, a purposeful thing for me to do. So it was it was interesting And they couldn't
2: because of communism?
4: Because I mean it was it's a mixture of regulations from their government and ours. It's like they kind of mm. get double fucked by mm. a lot of what's going on. Like it's not really more like as much as it's our fault, it's the fault of what's going on with their government, too. So it's not like a one-to-one. But it's like, okay.
2: why, what What would our government so, <laughs> and Then we'll get to let you <laughs> So
4: we met like these women who, if you're ever in Cuba, for some reason, they have a boutique called mm-hmm. Dador Havana, which is like a really cute boutique. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of just talking about how it's like, they're technically supposed to buy all of their um thread and materials and all that stuff from the Cuban government. Okay. So sometimes they'll go to the government and the government will just be like, "We have no red thread." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Okay, but we need red. red." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, we don't have it and we can't give it get it to you." So then they have to go through this rigmarole of like trying to get trying to sneak red thread in from the United States. Mm-hmm. Not that they're doing that. Yeah. Government. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but potentially, that's mm-hmm. what they would have to do. And then once, let's say they finally get red thread, they access red thread, somehow someone brings it in for them, they're able to bring whatever. They're able to actually get the red thread together. Then the US government will not let them sell their mm. stuff outside of Havana so one of them makes these really cool fanny packs that I got that are like really awesome and have like a pocket for your phone and they have a cool design and she tried to get a Canadian friend to sell them for her on Mm -hmm. Etsy but because they said Echo in Havana like on the bottom like made in Havana uh, Etsy shut the whole store down so it's just like they to get the materials the Cuban government stands in their way mm-hmm. in, like, a really intense way. And then once they actually are able to find a way to, like, save up and get the materials, the U.S. government stands in the way of ever getting their products out. So it's, like, they're double. like they, Yeah. they're It's, That's like, so truly they're the people who suffer from, like, both ends. And it just sucks. Well,
2: blue, <sighs> no matter who. Uh, okay, so let's do the... <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> Let's do the let's do the, you know, lightning round? Yes. So, I'm going to just say a few things and then you're going to say if it's trash or not. Nah. Okay. And yeah, lightning round and then, you know, if you when we finish, if you have any strong opinions about anything, mm-hmm. you can let me know. Okay. So, uh trash or not, nah, Bushwick. Nah. Adams family values. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um European travel ban. Trash, <laughs> sleep paralysis. Trash, wedding planning. Trash, <laughs> Jersey. Uh, <laughs> the faces, the faces. Ah,
4: uh, uh, trash, but like in a good, gu- like a like a trash that I like.
2: Like yeah, okay. Miles the monster. I don't know this.
4: Mm- I didn't know if you would know
3: it either. It's something from Delaware. I just got something. Wrong. Oh, oh okay. I don't know.
4: There was a guy named Music Mike. Are we? T- <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about Music Mike? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so we're talking about, what about Music Mike.
2: <laughs> okay. What about no. Slytherin?
4: Slytherin trash.
2: Are right, what house are you? Gryffindor. Okay. I f- yeah. I feel like I'm Gryffindor. I think you are. Thank you.
4: I think that you're like. You're, I would say that you're brave number one mm-hmm. In your like comedy and everything But also I feel like part of being Gryffindor Is being like gregarious and sociable and like fun and-
2: Okay cause then cause I got like a Ravenclaw I think once or Hufflepuff but- I don't
4: agree with any of the tests
2: Okay good but then but then, then I was like then I saw that like Gryffindor Are cops and then I was like oh you know what
4: That is that <laughs> is false <laughs> That is false (laughs) Fucking
2: Slytherin are the the cops cops. Well, they're the fascists Yeah But, uh, yeah
4: I would say, like, Gryffindor are, like, like detectives who actually fight, like, real crimes that we do Mm. in society
2: want to be fought (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah And
4: Slytherin are the ones who are, like
2: like picking up kids for weed Mm, okay (laughs) all right no bias there (laughs) Ah. okay so just to wrap this up redeeming wholesome Mm wrap-up name one fond happy memory that restored your faith in humanity
4: one fond happy memory that restored my faith in humanity um when uh when me and my fiance mm-hmm. first started dating, mm-hmm. one time we were having like a little we were on a walk, and um he referred to this other woman comedian as like he was like, she's the best female comedian in the game and I offhandedly was kind of like, well, you don't have to say female. you can just say that she you think she's really funny, like you don't have to like qualify it mm-hmm. or whatever. And then we walked a couple more blocks. It was like an offhanded comment I had made to kind of just be like, actually, but like, you know, it didn't become a real discussion. And then we walked a couple blocks and he stopped me and was like, hey, I've been actually thinking about what you said a couple blocks ago. And I realized that that is right. And I do think that she's actually just really funny, regardless (laughs) of gender. And I'm going to think about that. Aww. And that was when I knew that he was a good one. Oh,
2: <laughs> well, there we go. Mm-hmm. A sweet boy, sweet sweet boy. Love is real, opposed- supposedly. <laughs> I'm running my eyes. I don't believe it. I'm calling the cops. I'm calling Gryffindor. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling the good. And <laughs> I'm calling the police. Well, Elise. Thank you so much for uh, coming on to Thank the All Diggs Trash me. podcast. Please follow Elise at um, at Elise Navidad. I love that name so much. <laughs> I wish I could get uh, on it Twitter. on Insta,
4: but you they won't. They won't give it. There's a person with an actual active account who has it on Insta. <sighs>
2: Somebody used Millie Tamara's on Insta and I tried to report it and like I tried to use that as leverage to get like me verified, mm-hmm. but it didn't work. Uh, and the the yeah. fake f- account has 70 followers. They use my real headshot That's still. crazy. I know.
4: You should be able to get verified. That's the whole reason. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Well, verification we can that's a whole other podcast yeah. topic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and or at Pandolease on IG. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having Yay. me. Oh, that was fun. We got into yeah. so many topics. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this whole podcast is about Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> and The
3: Bachelor. That and The Bachelor.
2: Thank you for listening to the All Dick is Trash podcast. The All Dick is Trash podcast is produced by Candy Haro, and we are part of the More Banana Podcast Network. Our founder and managing producer is Kate Moldenhauer. If you would like to share an anonymous confession, email trashdickconfession at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at aditpodcast. And of course, you can always follow me, your host, Millie Tamaris, on Twitter at Millie Tamaris. Stay classy, y'all.
1: wait the excitement doesn't end there as we bid farewell to season one we are thrilled to announce the launch of season two get ready for more gripping narratives more unforgettable characters and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat we have some big surprises coming the force will definitely be with you so stay tuned stay engaged and most importantly stay excited from all of us at the table read podcast thank you and let's make season two even more memorable together